Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I probably should be keeping track of how many episodes this is. I want to say it's 15, maybe even 16. Is that possible? This has been such a enriching, fulfilling few months recording these, connecting with you. I just want to start this off by saying how grateful I am for you supporting the show. So thank you for sharing, for commenting. It means so much. Today's guest is such a gift. We have a world-renowned pet psychic, Carrie Kennedy, here with us today. Carrie has an incredible resume. She is publicly known for appearances on the Discovery Plus network, the Travel Channel. She's appeared on shows with Jack Osborne, as well as the Ghost Brothers. She is such a sweet soul, and her ability to communicate with animals, living and on the other side, provides so much comfort and insight. Have you ever wondered how life is going for your pet? or what they like or what they don't like, how they feel about you. Today, you're going to get to hear Carrie do a live reading for my cat, Luke. Luke is a fixture here on the show, so it only feels right. He is often present banging on the door, knocking into the microphone, distracting me generally. So we decided to give Luke the floor. And you know what? He showed up and Carrie gave us an incredible reading. I learned so much about him, his preferences, some things he has potentially going on with his food, with um, his body. Anyway, if you are someone who has a heart for animals and animal empath, you are going to really love this show. Definitely share this one, comment let everyone know about Carrie. She's fantastic. I think on a high from our recording a day ago. Uh, So anyway, without further ado, Carrie Kennedy. All right. So today we have Carrie Kennedy here. She is a medium, a psychic, and an animal communicator. And I am so grateful that you have joined us today. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, I'm grateful too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yes, I'm so fascinated by your ability. And you've personally helped me with learning more about our dog. And it was something that was so meaningful. We in our family still literally talk about it to this day. Well, I'm glad it helped. (laughs) It really did. Yes. Yeah. So I have so many questions and, you know, want to get into. Um, we've already had to relocate because of cats and background noise and the dog. And now the cat is literally excited. You're here. He is jumping up on the little table I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe get to hear from Luke a little bit. He's so (laughs) interested right now. I'm distracted. I imagine that happens to you. Do you find that animals literally respond to you wherever you are? They do. Uh, so if I'm out walking in the street, they will make their owner stop and they just stare at me. <laughs> it's oh like I got different. I don't know what it is, if it's my aura or what, but um, I mean, they can tell that I can understand them. And then a lot of times when I'm on the phone, the animal will just stare at its person and they're yeah. like, she never does this. She never does this. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So 
I do always have the natural curiosity to go back to the beginning and understanding of, you know, how you started to embrace and learn about your ability. Would you mind taking us back um, to how your journey really started this path and this incredible line of work? I don't mind at all. So it really started when I was just six years old. Um, that's when a dog attacked me. It was an Irish setter of all breeds. Mm -hmm. And it had been chained up and left in the yard, so neglected and probably abused. And of course, you know, me loving animals, I went right up to it and petted on its head. And he jumped on me and I got, I don't know if you can see that, I got 20 stitches on my face that day. He scratched me really bad here. So it was pretty traumatic. Um, and I think, you know, I joke about the Peter Parker thing that dog bit me and and now I can speak dog. Right. <laughs> but I really do think there's truth to that, you know, because it just made me very hypervigilant of my surroundings and of animals and of people, too. Yeah. So um, so fast forward to when I was in my 20s, I'm a creative writer, and I used to write like, all the time. And one day I was just writing stuff. I was writing a poem or something, and my handwriting started changing. And what I was doing was called automatic writing. And at that time, I had no idea what it was or what, it, what I was doing, but all these crazy messages started to come through, you know, like, my name is George, I live in Texas, and they would give me that first name, last name. Wow. I died in a car accident, please tell my wife this. And I was like, am I just making this up or is this, you know, is this really happening? And I discovered it really was happening because my grandmother came through and mm. she had to write Hazel, and it was not my writing you know like I'm I was an English major so I'm really good at punctuation and syntax and mm -hmm. uh, grammar and all that stuff and I was writing sentences that were not grammatically correct so wow that's when I knew that it just it wasn't me it was you know it's channeling spirit so so fast forward to uh when I was 32 my uncle actually died and we were really close he was like a father to me mm -hmm. and the next day I was in my room crying and I was like okay I know I can hear you. Can you please just let me know you're okay? And that's when the floodgates opened. Yeah. Because I heard, I'm okay. I love you. Like really loudly. Not, you know, audibly in the room, but in my head, in my own voice. And that's what trips people up sometimes. They don't know that it's, it really sounds like your own voice getting mm -hmm. So it's very subtle and quick and random. Um. So at that point, I just started practicing with friends, and I was just doing people readings at that point. I, um, and then I got uh, certified in Reiki. So I'm a Reiki master. I did that in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Then I took class to get certified as a psychic medium. So until I was, I would say, 38, 37, I didn't even start the pet stuff. But the more mediumship stuff I did, the more people's animals would come through. Ah. So, yeah. So I was talking to this one lady and I was like, why do I keep seeing a yellow bird around you? And she started crying and she's like, that was my yellow bird for 12 years. And so I kept bringing the messages through and I was like, well, gosh, I love animals so much. Why don't I look into this whole animal communication thing? And right away, it just, just like mediumship, um, it just came very naturally to me. Um, we can actually all do animal communication, but I guess because I was doing the psychic mediumship stuff, and because of the dog attack, um, mm -hmm. I did really quickly. So, 
And then I started my full-time business about four years ago. That's incredible. And the fact that this started from a, an experience that was traumatic and could have had literally the opposite effect on you and that you were able to, I, I mean, kudos to your family for helping you to process that in a healthy way. And not only that, but to expand you and open you up to this incredible ability. The thing about mediums and, and psychics is that the way I see it, again, and I wouldn't say I have this gift, but I'm pretty, I'm intuitive and empathic. And to be able to give people reassurance and and find peace when maybe it was a hard situation or a traumatic passing, is that the most rewarding part of what you do? Or do you just love to to get inside the animal's head and just hear what they have to say and tell us more about what the rewards and how it's fulfilling to you and what you are doing. I mean, I love talking to all animals. I mean, especially when I get to talk to exotic animals like mm. and sugar gliders, otters, all kinds of critters. That's just really exciting for me because I just love all animals and all species. So um, yes, my most rewarding thing I would say is doing my mediumship readings. And I would say pet and people mediumship. And that just means I talk to people or animals on the other side who have already crossed over. Um, it just helps give, especially pet owners, a sense of peace and comfort to know that they're okay. And what I do is I do evidential mediumship, which means I bring through very, very specific things that nobody but the owner and the pet would know. Um, and, you know, same with people mediumship bring through very specific things or funny anecdotes or, you know, their favorite memories with that person that only that person would know. So I just, yeah, I get to help people and animals every single day. I can't imagine a job that would be more fulfilling for me. I don't call it a job. I call it play. I just get to play all day. And I meet amazing clients like you. Um, the animal lovers are the best people on the planet, I'm convinced. Awesome. Agreed. Agreed. And Luke is here. He he's making he's making biscuits on my legs <laughs> as we talk. And when we connected before the interview, you said to me, did you want me to do a reading? And I said, well, actually, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that at all. But I said, it's it's interesting that Luke is always present during every recording. So if you feel up for it to to maybe tune in to Luke a little bit, because this guy is such a love. He just, he gives so much affection in, in like, he caresses my face. Like, I've never. Wait, sorry. So try not to give me any more info. Okay. Because as much evidence as I can to okay, make sorry. realize that I'm talking to him. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. Because do you feel like, are you up for that? Could you possibly tune in to him? And I mean, he is, I sent you the picture, but here he is. Yeah, I might actually uh, tune into the picture. I've got my phone. Um, sure. He's, because he's going to move around and stuff. So. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to shut my closet door because I hear our lawnmowers out back. So we'll just take a, a brief commercial break here. <laughs> Louie, leave it. Come here, Bluey. The dog's into something. Okay. Leave it. Good boy. <laughs> Did you get... Okay, never mind. I thought he got into the dog food. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that would be bad. 
Yeah. Animals gone wild. Yes. Right. So it just makes it more fun. Gotta just roll with it. Um, sorry. So if I get up and open the door again, that's what I'm doing is letting the cat out because that's what I do on these podcasts is I let animals in. I let them out. I hold them. I get them away from the microphone. That's what we do. This is so perfect. So, <laughs> All right. And how old is Luke? So Luke was a rescue. So I would estimate he's about six years old. All right. So I'm about to read Luke. This is her kitty cat. She sent me a picture beforehand. <laughs> he's such a handsome gentleman. Yeah. All right. And he actually, I just asked him and he said, I'm seven. And his birthday is January 7th. Okay. A date to, you know, give him a birthday party. I love that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He is the sweetest baby. Um, He just showed me little mice. So do you have, does he have toy mice or has he gotten a mouse? He has, well, that's interesting that you say that he has these little soccer balls and I want to say we did have little toy mice but he's he hasn't they might be like under a couch or something at this point well so that's his way of saying I want to play with them again can you find okay get him out yeah I'm on, I'm on it okay um you and you switched his food right yes recently within the past six months not yep. even he's saying he liked the old food better oh really so- the new food is healthier, right? It's debatable. They were both real high quality food. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, um, he's talking about fish. He loves the fish. The fish. Oh, okay. Well, is that salmon? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the salmon. Yeah. yeah. He loves salmon. Okay. Um, and you let him go outside, right? On a screen porch. Okay. Yeah, because he's saying he loves to watch the birds out there. That's like his mm-hmm. hope to do is watch the birds outside. Um, okay, let me scan his body and see what's going on. Okay, first thing he's showing me, his right ear is a little bit itchy. Have you noticed that? Hmm. I don't know if I've necessarily noticed the ear. Okay. Um, yeah, just write that down because, you, you know, sometimes I don't pay attention to what my cat's doing. and Right. Then they'll go scratch their ear. Um, I do feel like he has allergies as well. So that could be environmental. That could be food allergies. Um, he just said chicken. <laughs> we like to chicken. Salmon and chicken. Okay. Good to know. Oh, well, I know a lot of dogs are allergic to chicken, but I'm not sure about cats. Um, here's a simple blood test you could do for allergies. Have you done that already? Not, no, not with him. Okay, I know for dogs it's like three hundred and fifty dollars. It's not cheap, but yeah, really helps you figure out what they can't have, and or maybe there's a plant they're allergic to in the home, and it's as easy as removing the plant. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So actually, all right. He's saying his belly is a little bit upset today. Scale of one to ten, I would say four. Not bad. Um. Okay. Back right leg is a little bit tweaked. He's pointing to his knee, actually. Are you aware of something going on in the back of me? Okay, so more so the front right leg okay. than the back. But uh, I, I don't know about the back one more. I, I'm curious about the front one. Okay. Um, well, he wants to talk about the back right first because he's pointing to his kneecap. 
So I don't know if, it, and I'm not a vet, I can't diagnose or prescribe anything. But to me, it feels like he's making me feel like his kneecap is a little bit, you know, it comes off a little or slides. Okay. So that would be like a subluxating patella. Okay. Um, it's not bad. Okay, let me tune into his right front. Well, okay, he's showing me there's like a nerve that comes down from his neck that gets sore and goes into his paw. So it travels down. Um, I feel like this happened, though, before you even got him. I feel like there was some kind of injury there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what circumstances. We actually, he has a brother that lives with us, too. We adopted together. So we don't know what they, you know, endured before they came to us. That right paw, he will hold. And I kind of felt like he was doing it when he wanted food, almost like the dog. So that's good to clarify that it's actually a physical sensation and not like a behavior smart cat thing. Yeah, because he does it other times, not just when he wants food. That's what he's showing me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it feels like something in his neck. It almost, oh, okay. He's showing me that, uh, that just the paw got stuck in, um, a door. Oh, I don't like that for him. No. So that would, I think he's just not putting weight on it. That's what I'm picking up with him. Um, he just showed me a spider. So I don't know if I saw a spider recently. If it's that on the catio. Possibly. Very possible. Okay. All right. And what is your role in your mama's life? Well, I, he's saying I'm there to help heal. That's my role, especially. Um, and you have children, you said? Yes. Let me, um, he showed me a daughter. You have a daughter? Mm. Okay. Yes. Um, he's very in tune with her and with you as well. So Yes. Yes. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Tell me he heals your heart. And who gets the headaches? Is that you? Not on a regular basis, but Olivia actually yesterday had a headache, my daughter. And he he and his brother, well, they are with her a lot. She, so that, yeah. Yeah. So that's his way of saying I'm healing her headache. Oh. So he's definitely um, a healer for you. Let me ask him a couple questions here. Mm -hmm. You showed me somewhere up high that he likes to look outside. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's his favorite place to be. I actually asked him, what is your, what is, tell me your favorite memories. And he listed that as one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. He has a cat tree on the porch that puts him a little higher than, than every, everything. And he can see out into the yard from there. Yeah. He loves it. Okay. Uh, he just showed me rabbits. So do you know you have rabbits in your yard? Yeah, we we probably have had. I think that may have actually been from the old house because okay. we used to live in Virginia and there was a backyard that we had a lot of rabbits in. Okay. Yeah. If he was there, that's what he's bringing He up. was. <laughs> okay. So he's talking about favorite memories then. And yeah, you okay. He's saying, yeah, I really liked living there. He said, I liked living where the rabbits lived. Do <laughs> you like this house now? Yes. Uh, but I want to go out, out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
yeah, that's not safe, buddy. Okay. Um, Luke. Oh, he just said kisses. So you kiss him on his forehead. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And he, so my daughter especially gives him a lot of uh, forehead kisses, a lot of love. Uh, yeah, a lot of love. And so he likes to have like you, you kind of wet. He like wets his nose and then you, you know, kind of rub up through his his uh, forehead like he's kind of giving himself a bath. He loves it. It's so funny. So cute. Yeah, he is Mr. Personality. I mean, I feel like if he were a human, he would just take the stage and be the MC and be the entertainer. <laughs> That's his personality. That's what's coming through to me. That's uh, accurate. Yeah. Is there a black and a white cat? He should he show me a black cat. So his brother is gray. Okay. Um I don't necessarily know about a black and a white cat, but again, I don't know what his prior circumstances were or the litter or whatever he came from. Um, or do you think he could have seen a black and white cat out in the neighborhood? Or oh, wait, that's the other house. Okay. Oh my gosh, Carrie, that was the other house. There was a black and white cat that was outdoor that would come to our yard. He's saying I really liked that cat. Oh, that cat is now on the other side because I'm I'm hearing that cat, and so. Luke can see that cat on the other side because cats and dogs and reindeers and ferrets and a few others, butterflies, they can all see UV light and infrared light. So they can literally see spirits of people and animal, animals on the other side. Wow. So he's still in connection with that cat. Yes. Yeah. He, he really enjoyed, you know, being around that cat and that cat's energy. So, yeah. That's funny. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And that cat was a... I I don't know if it was a stray or I mean it looked well fed but it would you know it was it was like outside all the time kind of cat like it would always kind of concern me because I'd be like the, the black and white cat is outside and it's cold you know or something and so that's interesting that he said he wanted to be outside <laughs> um that cat did have an owner by the way he just really liked going outside so okay. that's good to know yeah did you just eat a banana or does he have a banana toy? He does have a banana toy. He likes the banana toy. That's cute. <laughs> okay. And did you put catnip in it? Because he's showing me like it makes him sleepy. It has catnip in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Funny. I like that. Uh, he says treats, tuna treats. Okay. This cat is highly motivated by the treats. Yes. He, he begs for the treats repeatedly throughout the day and yeah they actually are catnip tuna flavor i believe no wonder okay mm -hmm. yeah of course you like that huh i'm a good boy he said i'm a handsome boy oh yeah yes <laughs> all the time Lu lukey i'm lukey mm -hmm. yes yeah. yep and who sings to him is that you well olivia always sings okay daughter <laughs> yeah and she's the really artistic one right can she yes and stuff yes she's very creative very artistic yep. always making lots of artistic messes throughout the house yes yeah he loves watching her and being in her energy when she's artistic oh it just calms him he loves to see what she creates is what he's saying it's so cute uh, um okay and he really loves your dog i don't know your yes. dog he's just showing me a very strong connection He's actually showing me they've been together in other lifetimes. That's that makes why, sense. 
That's why um, Luke feels so connected. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell me, sweet boy? He just said happy. I'm happy living here. Aww. Um, he's talk he showed me a bell, so I don't know if you live near church bells. You have bells in your house. Christmas or something that sounds like a bell. Does that make sense? I'm gonna have to think about that. Okay, yeah, write that down. If something okay. that sometimes they show me future stuff, so it could be you know, you turn on the TV and something a bell is ringing or something like that. Uh, we did have a bell on his collar that we took off. That's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about the bell? I didn't like it, so thank you for taking me. <laughs> no. We hear at 25,000 hertz and cats here at 64,000 hertz. So the bell to them, so it would have been really loud to him. Oh, my gosh. I I intuitively felt like the bell was a bad idea. And plus, I mean, I don't want to hear, you know, the bell all the time either i love that he has a connection to layla our dog because he constantly rubs up against her and you know they they are two peas in a pod they love to hang out together so that's sweet that he mentioned her his cat sister i mean dog sister all right that was incredible thank you carrie well i was going to ask you uh what questions do you want to ask him today well, we covered the right paw because that was on my mind is why he holds that up. Um, yeah, and I love that he feels loved because I know he shows me so much affection that I want to make sure he feels loved. He does. And I would just love to ask him, you know, about his relationship with his brother, Leo, came together. And I'm just curious what his cat brother what he feels like his cat brother's personality is or if there's anything he you know wants us to know about leo from his perspective okay um he's saying he's not as outgoing as i am he's a little bit more timid and laid back and introverted yep um you know and animals have all different kinds of personalities just like we do so um he's saying like i kind of guide him and i kind of take care of him that's right. That's how he feels about the dog. Like he he feels like he takes care of him. Um, that's what he's saying about Leo. Now, without seeing Leo, I can't really see what's going on because he's not showing me. So okay, there's any. That's exactly accurate. Leo is timid and shy, and just recently started coming out. Well, he's connected to my daughter. Extremely connected to my daughter. In fact. There is a deep level of love between the two of them. And he, you know, lets her carry him. Like if she had one of those wraps, you know, like a baby wrap, that cat would be in that wrap all the time. Um, he's like, she's, you know, his protector, I guess. But yeah, that's exactly right. He is. He's the more leader personality of the two of them. Yeah. And sometimes we wonder about Leo and, you know, um, maybe what he's been through because he is super timid, but I yes. am so grateful that you were able to connect with him. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. I'm an animal empath. It's yeah. yeah. And then that's been throughout my whole life, something that at times can be 
my most vulnerable sense of like emotion because, you know, I don't know as a kid if I ever saw an, and even now, I mean, if I saw an animal not being treated well or on a show or something being harmed, that's still to this day, I would say the hardest thing for me as a human is to see animals suffer. Same. Same, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Advocate like you. Yeah. So I can't imagine anyone not wanting to know the heart of an animal or to want to be tender and, and loving to them. And you talked a little bit about talking to exotic animals. I mean, I saw your Instagram post about connecting with raccoons the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love that so much. I love raccoons. They're such characters. Is there within each kind of animal species, is there kind of common themes that you see that are just showing up for that animal, like cats typically are this way, dogs are typically that way? Or is it really just they are so unique in personality and and diverse? They are. I mean, yeah, they all have their own personalities. Um, even when I, I tuned into fish just from a picture and there were multiple fish and I could tell that they all had different personalities. It was it was a lot coming at me at once. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, of course, they have the same mannerisms, the same behaviors. You know, a dog, most dogs love peanut butter. You know, most <laughs> love the same certain things. So I do repeat a lot of things during readings as, you know, my nine o'clock reading and my 10 o'clock reading because they're both dogs because, you know, they're the same species. I've got a lot of similarities. That makes sense. And when... When I reached out to you and we connected over our dog, Layla, who's snoring away here in the closet, um, <laughs> I cracked up. She showed you pepperoni and pizza and a lot of yep. food. Um, and that is so her. She goes crazy for pepperoni pizza. And I, if I'm recalling correctly, I feel like the day before the reading, we had had pizza and she had had a lot of pepperoni. My family was here giving her pepperoni, you know. And so I just I thought that's so her that she would bring that up. That's something she wanted us to know. Absolutely. And so many walks for me pizza. I'm yeah. like, OK, as long as it's moderation, it's OK, you know. But I always try to post the list of foods that they can't have just so yeah. people are really aware of it yeah pizzas totally fine yeah and only moderation you know yeah she doesn't get it every day even though she would love it if she did but i thought that was so cool and you picked up on her personality and that she's i mean funny but stubborn and you know how much she loves us and just it was so it was so reassuring and i'm just so grateful for people that can do what you do and and they bring this through I can ask, like, is it hard for you personally sometimes in what you're shown or how do you kind of neutralize and your keep your inner after maybe a hard reading or something like that? Does that come up for you? I'll be honest. I, I feel like a lot of it I've become desensitized to just because I talk to animals on the other side every day. And, you know, some of them may have had tragic deaths, like getting hit by a car and all that stuff. So I try to stick to the factual things and, mm -hmm. um, you know, deliver it in a obviously a sensitive way, even though I've become desensitized to it. It's kind of like my dad's a doctor, surgeon, and um, he said in medical school, you know, 
I guess I'm always like, oh my gosh, how do you cut into a human body? It's like you just get used to it, so used to it that you get desensitized. So it's the same kind of thing. I'm just very used to hearing all this crazy stuff. And yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. And for you, do you have like a way that you help yourself come back to, you know, n- neutral or feeling like clearing the energy maybe of the reading? Like, is there anything that you really rely on for your own self-care? Because this work, I imagine, is, I, from my perspective, it would feel like a lot energetically. Yeah. And I, when I was younger, I used to do like 20 readings in a row at a festival. Wow. And there's no way I could do oh, I know. Um, just because I'm, I think since COVID too, I'm just very sensitive to noise um, and everything coming in. And ever since I went vegan, um, and vegetarian, I still eat cheese from time to time. So I guess I should say vegetarian. Um, I've kind of upped my frequency. So everything is louder. So yes, to answer your question, I definitely have to get grounded, um, cold water on the face or walking outside in the grass, uh, that always helps. And then I do this funny exercise where I pretend I've, I've got uh, roots growing around my ankles and then a, like a tree. And then I shoot the roots down into the middle of the earth and I kind of wrap the roots around. I, it's kind of like a big avocado pit mm-hmm. is what I'm picturing. But it really mm-hmm. anchors me down. It gets me to come back in my body because when I'm doing readings, you know, I float up here, but I've got to cu- stay back down and stay grounded. Yes. And I feel that myself. I feel like when I am holding space or connecting with someone, even on these podcasts, I I, I definitely and I also tend to kind of go up and out. <laughs> so that's a beautiful visual that you just shared about the avocado pit. I've heard that in other uh, ways about connecting to the core of the earth, and you know, um, and and you know, through other people, maybe to have that same you know Reiki influence and just you know and visualizing that. So that's beautiful. I think that's always helpful for anyone you know that's sensitive or. I think any kind of grounding. Yeah, I also will. Um, you know, when I do that grounding exercise, I always imagine my heart opening and there's a big white light come like just pouring out of it, and then you know I can feel whatever color I want to put around me, like yellow or you know, pink or green or purple, anything bright to just kind of um, give myself a bubble so that nobody can kind of get past that bubble if it is a really difficult reading. Like, you know, I have talked to children who have crossed over and it's very, very difficult, you know, and I get emotional sometimes too, even though I'm desensitized, of course, I'm still human. I'm still an empath. So it's difficult sometimes. So that's when I really have to get grounded and put white light or whatever color light around me. Yeah, I can I can feel that. I can feel that from here. Um so in terms of what's next for you, is there anything exciting on your horizon or any projects or passions that you're, you know, bringing in and calling in? Well, uh, I am working on some TV stuff. It's unfortunately nothing I can share yet, okay. but that has been exciting. Um I, I don't know if you know, I worked with the Ghost Brothers. Do you know who the Ghost Brothers are? I do. I am a paranormal show uh, avid fan. I mean, some of them, not all of them, but I do like them. So that's so cool. So I've, yeah, I've gotten to work with them a couple of times and Jack Osborne on Fright Club. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Um, yeah, so just appearances here and there. 
little TV things, podcasts, all that good stuff. So I'm open to all of it. It's exciting. You are, and you are such a beautiful, like, yeah, open, kind spirit. I you just, you know, I've always felt so comfortable in your energy. And I just encourage anyone who has the desire for insight into their pets, maybe needs a little help with the transition from healing from a, a loss or a, a pet passing over to reach out to you, Carrie, and connect with you. It's been one of the most valuable decisions, and I'm so grateful that I know you. I'm grateful I know you too. Thank you. And how do you prefer people to connect with you? Uh, really, just go to my website. That you know pretty much explains everything. It's talktopets.com. And of course, they can always message me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I'm Carrie Kennedy Pet Psychic. My last name is spelled funny. It's M-A-D-U-A. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely link everything that you're sharing in the show notes so people can see it written. And on Instagram, it's... My Instagram is just Pet Psychic and same with TikTok. Pet Psychic. Got it. Yeah, we'll definitely link that up. And I encourage anyone to reach out to you. And I talk about what you have offered to our family so often. It comes up, you know, at the nail salon. I was telling my pedicurist, I'm like yeah, like because her mom was having a hard time with the passing of their animal. I'm like, have you ever thought about a pet psychic to help reassure? And so I'm so grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for reading Luke. I absolutely, yeah. I'm definitely going to be sitting with all that. I took notes and I'll listen back to this, but I appreciate you, Carrie. Thank you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media, or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at feelgoodwithrenee. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.